Welcome again to another edition of the Biblical Resolutions Podcast. The Biblical Resolutions Podcast is brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And as always, we, we want to start to mention that if you would like to hear the other episodes of the podcast, you can go directly to the podcast site, which is H-O-J Bible. That is one word, H-O-J Bible dot dot com. You can also go to the House of Jacob Bible Study Classes uh, official website, which is the House of Jacob dot org the house of jacob dot org there you can also uh, listen to the podcast you can also make your donations you can also hear the the, the lessons that uh are aired you can also see the lessons i should say that i aired on the sabbath day you can also link to our youtube page where there are many more uh lessons pertaining to the scriptures so let's get into this podcast you know, isolation is something that can really be beneficial if it's, you know, done the right way. But if it's not done the right way, it is something that will pull you away from uh, from serving God. And I've seen I've, I've known plenty of people that have, you know, eventually they fall away from serving God because they go into isolation. They feel like being in isolation, separating yourself from the people of God, those who are trying to serve God is some, somehow that's supposed to help you. And it's, and it, and it doesn't, it, it, it just, it doesn't do you any good. You know, you cannot serve God all by yourself in a bubble. Um, this is why the Lord set up a whole nation. You know, he didn't just, he didn't just bring Moses out of Egypt by himself and and sent him on his way he brought out not only moses but he brought out all the descendants of uh jacob he brought out all those people then he brought them into a land i mean he then he brought them into the wilderness excuse me and then he gave them laws statutes and judgments and then eventually they they slowly but surely went into their own land and this was so wherever you if they were righteous enough wherever you would be in your whole land it's, it was supposed to be righteousness it was supposed to be people serving the god of israel i mean we look at we look at where we live now if you if everybody in the city was a servant of god if everybody in the city was keeping the commandments of god how much stronger would would you be as a servant it would be less opportunity for you to fall off because your brother and sister, wherever you went, they would be serving God. You would be getting strength from numbers. You, we would be getting strength because the multitude was doing what thus said the Lord. So once you start to pull back and then you start to go in isolation, then you leaving yourself open, not only to Satan, but you leaving yourself open to, you know, all those vain thoughts and, 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 and deceitful thoughts that man has and those things slowly, but surely that they, they'll, they'll pull you away from serving God. So that's what we're going to, you know, we're going to kind of look at some of the benefits 
of being amongst your brethren. And then we're going to start to look at the downside of isolation and how unrighteousness is, is conceived in isolation. And then we're going to look at the benefits of it. So we're going to start this off in Psalm 133 and we're going to pick it up at verse one Psalms 133. And then we'll pick it up at verse one. When you get it, brother Benaiah, you can go ahead. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like and so. He's saying, point. "Look, he is saying now how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. As long as it's in unity, then this is a good thing. When brothers." Are on one accord and we dwelling together in unity. Go ahead, verse two. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As Go ahead. The, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And so he's comparing this. And he's telling you this is how good it is. It's like the precious ointment upon the head as the dew of uh, Hermon. Uh, this is what it is when brothers dwell together in unity. We on one accord. This ain't about being isolated one from another, not not communicating with each other. None of that. It's all about the the benefits of being on one accord and dwelling together. So we're going to move right along and let's go to uh, Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And uh, I'm going to read for you, uh, Brother Benai. I'm going to read for you uh, this Ephesians 4. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you get there, Ephesians 4, and we're going to start it off at verse 1. And when you get there, go ahead and read. I therefore... The prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Go with ahead. All, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Keep going. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Hold up. So we're supposed to be endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and bond and peace. And then with all loneliness and long suffering, we're supposed to forbear one another in love. This is not showing that we're supposed to be doing this alone. Keep going. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. So the Lord is above all. He's in us all and he's through us all, which means all of us are supposed to be connected. Now skip down to verse 11. And when you get there, go ahead and read. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. 
for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So till we all come into the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, meaning we're one body, unto the measure and stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, go ahead. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Uh-huh, keep going. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things which is the head even christ uh-huh. from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working of the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love as we read earlier in that ephesians 4 1 through 6 we see that it's one God above all and how he's in us all, which shows that we're supposed to all be connected. Then we read in here where it's showing that we are a body and that we are supposed to be edifying each other. And this body works together, edifying itself in love. Again, I'm just reading this because it shows that this walk was not intended for us to do it alone. It was intended for us to learn to deal with each other as a body together. So that's why when we read Psalms 133, 1 through 3, and it says how beautiful it is to dwell together as brethren in unity, we keep seeing this unity. And this is just to point out, all of this is just to point out that this walk, it was not meant for you to just do it alone. It was meant for you to do it with others and to deal with others. Now, some are innately better at dealing with others and dealing with uh, people as a whole. And if you're somebody who's an introvert or or, um, or a, a recluse, you still have to learn how to deal with your brothers. Again, this walk is not to be done alone. The Lord is teaching us how to deal with each other. And from that, um, if anybody else has anything to elaborate further uh, with these scriptures just concerning how we're supposed to deal with each other, please uh, speak on. Yeah, bro Brother Maurice has uh, something to elaborate on no you know i just wanted to kind of follow up on that point i mean like you're mentioning this is all one walk we all should be unified and in that unity we should all be unified and facing and focusing and searching for the lord and i mean and it's a beautiful thing you know and understanding that you know that's what keeps us together that's what makes us stronger and that's what keeps us out of harm's way in terms of that isolation so i just wanted to follow up on that point that was excellent Okay, brother Hissamak. Yeah, yeah um, again, that's going along with what um, brother Maurice said and what was even read in the scripture. This is how we get strong. Um, when you with people and y'all in the same fight for salvation or any fight that you're in, uh, when you unify, you can grow. You can build. Uh, we know that we're doing this so that, man, I don't want to be the only person going into the kingdom without my brothers or without my sisters. Um, so we are here to help everybody on their walk uh, and to make them stronger. Uh, I think this is a beautiful scripture, uh, you know, because we might be at different points in our walk, but you run across a brother or a sister that can help you add to yourself or can help you grow. It's a beautiful thing. And then you come more into understanding God. You come in more into 
being a better servant. Um, and when you understand that, that's how you get strong. That's how you able to go out there and be a blessing to somebody else. Uh, it's all one body and edifying that body, man, certain things have to happen. And I think this is a perfect scripture that explained that. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we really trying to, uh, drive this point home, uh, because a lot of, you know, you, you have, you're going to have disagreements with your brothers or sisters. Pe- people come, people come to class or they go to church and they, they have, a they have ideals in their mind like you know everybody's gonna be warm and welcoming and you probably gonna meet somebody that's not Mm -hmm. and we some people take that and they immediately say well i ain't never going back there because you had a bad experience with one one person Maybe, maybe maybe a couple of people but you have to understand that this is not the will of God that you be a servant to him in isolation mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That, that that's not that's not what the Lord uh uh that that's that's not what he laid out. He he laid it out so we can be a nation, a righteous nation, and therefore you can lean on your brother or sister and we can all grow together. You can get strength. But sometimes people having ideas about how it's supposed to be when they come into the knowledge of the truth they see something that's not in line with that and and some automatically withdraw Mm -hmm. because they offended or something like that and and, but they don't they're not understanding that the will of god is for you to be amongst people who are trying to serve him because that's really how that's really how you gonna uh uh complete this complete this mission Mm mm-hmm you know, being at home in your house by yourself day after day ain't gonna do it. It's it's, it's just not gonna happen. You you have to be amongst those that are trying that got the same goals that you have. Mm-hmm. And so that's the point we're trying to drive home to the listeners. This is not something that could be done in isolation. There are times when you separate yourself. Uh, there are times when you gonna be in isolation, not because you want to be but it's going to be times you're going you're going to be isolated it's going to be times that you're going to be you know by yourself or you're going to be in a in a situation where you know hey you know it's going to be some temptation there ain't going to be a brother or sister there you know but at the same time don't just throw yourself in the isolation and you're going to cut yourself off from anybody who's going to give you some righteous counsel that's the mistake we go start looking for people to give us unrighteous counsel and that unrighteous counsel, it might sound good, but if you follow that now you done offended God. But then when the people who trying to give you righteous counsel, when you isolate from them, that's what's going to happen. You're going to go to the left. Mm -hmm. So we, we got to understand that this is, this is not the plan of God for you to serve him in isolation your whole life. And, you know, that's why when people get to talking about they got they know something that don't nobody else know, some doctrine that don't nobody else know on the whole planet. (laughs) I ain't listening to what you're talking about, because what you're saying is is that (laughs) for whatever reason, you were so special that you the only person on the planet that know this secret. 
And that is not so. The Lord, Lord said, he, hey, he, Lord God would do number but reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophets. He didn't say one prophet. He said his servants, the prophets, plural. So how is it that you the only one that know? When, when that when that means you done been in isolation drinking some Kool-Aid or something. And, and what you done came up with is is either out of your own deceit of your own heart or that's something that, say, you know, Satan done been manipulating you. But we got to understand that that's not the way this walk is supposed to be. So let's let's move on to First Corinthians, uh, the first chapter, and we'll pick it up at verse 10. First Corinthians one and we're going to pick it up at verse 10. And when you get when you uh, get it, brother, you can go ahead and read it. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye should that ye all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So he's it, saying the same thing over and over again. Look, speak the same thing. That's a sign of unity, right? Mm-hmm. We all speaking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, when, we all, when we all speaking something different, that is a sign of discord and division. Mm-hmm. That's a sign of isolation, you know, and that's the that's the worst isolation when we all in the same place, we all claiming the, 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 the same doctrine, but we all speaking a different doctrine. That means we are isolated from each other and we in the same vicinity. We supposed to be dealing with the same. We in the same body, dealing supposedly dealing with the same spirit, but we still isolated from each other. But this is not the way it should be. He's saying, "Look, you all, you know, there be no divisions among you that you all speak the same thing." Some brothers don't get that. They think it's, you know, they 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 think that it's it's something honorable in being the one to come along and come with something different and then then try to teach it to whoever gonna listen but that's not in line with the word of god we supposed to speak the same thing go ahead brother but that you verse be perfect, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment uh-huh. for it, it hath been declared unto me of you my brethren by them which are of the house of Chicoli, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? See, this is this has been happening for a long time people people always been exalting whoever they teacher is or or whoever you know they deem to be the one that's just telling the truth this this has been going on for a long time and paul's saying you know you know what's is christ divided because the lord told him hey a house a house divided against itself can't stand can't stand when they said he was dealing he was operating at the bells above but Paul is letting you know, look, all of this shouldn't be going on. This is not division and being isolated from your brother, whether it's physically being isolated or just not having the same mind, isolated in the way we think, isolated because you got your own personal doctrine. They got their own personal doctrine. All of that is not the way the Lord set it up. 
it's not the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So um, we gonna if nobody else have anything, we we gonna move on to the next scripture. We gonna go to Second uh, Peter the second chapter, and we just gonna read verse one. Second Peter the second chapter, and we gonna read verse one because we we have to grow to this to this point as servants of God. Mm-hmm. We we got to grow to this point and understand that being divided and 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 isolation from your 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 fellow servant, your fellow brother and sister in Christ, that's that's not after God. That's not the will of God. You getting mad at somebody because somebody, you know, said something offensive to you and now you just going to walk away from the from the truth and you ain't going you just going to stop serving God cuz of uh what some individual uh said to you that's not the way the Lord set it up mm-hmm. you keep serving God you let the Lord deal with you know hey the one who who's wrong or the one who was in error hey the Lord is going to deal with him but we have to just keep serving him so let's go to second peter the second chapter and we're going to pick it up at verse one because we want to see now how some of these, how some of this isolate, how what happens in isolation. Because we're looking at right now, we're looking at how false doctrine, how unrighteousness, all of this stuff is, is, is conceived, is born, a lot of it in isolation. A lot of times people ain't going to come out right in the open. What they do is, is they gonna try to get two or three people on their side, and, and and conspire and all of that, and then once they got a once they got a big enough group of people behind them, then they try to come out. But this is one of the tactics, you know. This this is how this is what when isolation is is not favorable. Second uh, Peter two and pick it up at verse one. But there were false prophets among the people even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies. Now he said they're going to bring it in. They're going to bring it in openly or privately. Privately. Pay attention because this is what I want the listeners to understand. They're going to privately bring in damnable heresies. This is how a whole lot of unrighteousness starts. It starts in secret. It starts when you isolate it or you can get two or three people, you can isolate them from everybody else. And then you can, you know, you can, you can persuade them, but this is how these damnable heresies are brought in. They're, they're brought in privately in isolation. Go ahead. But there shall be, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Now, this is what's going to happen. You're going to bring upon yourself uh, swift uh, destruction. But understand, when we're dealing with the word of God, when we're dealing with the body of Christ, you should not be trying to pull me to the side in the corner or, or, or at your house Every time you want to talk doctrine or, or or anything concerning the ministry. Because if you don't ever want to talk about it out in the open, then that should be a red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because why everything got to be done in secret? Why we got to discuss this privately all the time? Maybe because that person know what they saying or what they trying to get across is out of order. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So it ain't going to bring it out in the open because we one body, right? Mm-hmm. We all supposed to have the same mind. We supposed to speak the same thing. So why wouldn't you bring it out in front of the multitude, in front of the congregation? Let's all discuss it because we one body. But when it's always got to be in private, when somebody always want to talk doctrine and scripture in the corner and you they don't want nobody else to hear or somebody got a somebody has some suggestion or you know we know how i go people always talking about what the the brothers need to do and the church need to do this and that but you you don't bring it to nobody you know out in the open you don't go to the elders with it do it properly you just want to find somebody that you can you can you can uh hold their ear and now you want to bring in all of this stuff in secret and if that's how is you doing it all the time then that's a problem because this is where a lot of bad doctrine, these these all this heresy and all of this, all a lot of this happens just like that. It happens when brothers continually do the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. They they always trying to do it secretly, mm-hmm. hoping that it'll hoping that it'll 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 block it'll bloom, and then they can sit back and act like well you know hey. I ain't had nothing to do with it necessarily, you know, so you can't put a finger on them when they do it in secret. It's hard to, it's hard to finger who, who's the culprit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you know, the Lord always reveal who the culprit is. And, and, and we all know brothers like that, you know, no, no matter how much they try to do it in secret, Hey, the Lord going to reveal it eventually. But, this is what you got to look out for. This is the wrong kind of isolation. Let's go to, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know who raised their hand first. Maurice. Give me for that, brothers, brother Maurice. Uh, go ahead, brother Maurice. Yeah, no, I just wanted to follow up, you know, in terms of red flags. I mean, that's why it's important as servants of God, you know, to be careful when we see something like this, you know, because these are definitely tactics of Satan. You know, trying to pull someone to the side, trying to isolate them so that they can, you know, basically attack them, you know, whether that be spiritually, you know, physically, mostly spiritually, you know. But I mean, these are, you know, clear cut tactics of Satan. And it's important for us to keep our eyes and our ears open, you know, when those red flags go up. So, you know, just supporting that point. Yes, sir. Brother Benaya. Bro, bro, you, you, uh, the Lord really had you hit on that because just like we did in that lesson, uh, or rather, we did in that discussion concerning the uh, the Pharisee way. You, they, they do things in secret. They go into their little secret chamber, just like in, uh, the Lord had Ezekiel see those elders and what they were doing, how they were doing uh, those things in secret and setting up those idols in their heart. That's exactly how they do. They're going to get you in secret and they're going to isolate you. And that's even a war tactic. Like when you talk about uh, trying to bring people away, you take people away in secret and you knock off whoever you can by themselves. You don't try to knock off the whole group. Mm-hmm. You try to get somebody isolated. You try to get them in secret, and then you try to take them out, and then you go for the next one. But you don't go for a whole group. And uh, and the Lord really had you hit on that, bro. Praise God, brother, in Jesus' name. But this this, this is what this is what we supposed to be doing. You know, really 
learning from each other and you know whatever the lord show us we supposed to teach our brothers and sisters because a lot of times brothers and sisters are you know and i'm not saying this in a negative way but they naive to the tactics that 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 those people who are there but they not there for righteousness sake they they're naive to those tactics and and they get sucked into something that not it's not gonna profit them you know in the end it, it ain't gonna bring salvation uh so you know we we gotta put it out there you know we we gotta we we have to let each other know look what this is what you look out for you know you don't let your brother or sister run into a trap and you know it's a trap mm-hmm. you supposed to try to say hey look i i wouldn't go that way if i was you you're gonna try to do something or say something to deter them from running into that trap uh-huh. when you know it's th- that that's that's what we supposed to do as as one body mm-hmm. and uh that's that's how the, that's why the lord uh raised up a whole nation you know he raised up a whole nation and put them in their own land so that every if they had done it correctly then hey everybody would have been that much stronger mm-hmm uh, but let's move on. Let's go to Isaiah 29, and we're just going to read verse 15. Isaiah 29 and verse 15. And when you get it, brother, uh, go ahead and read it. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. And they say, who seeth us and who knoweth us? And, hey, it's people that, that think like that. They think the Lord don't see me. God don't God don't know this. Hey, who's seeing us? They don't know we over here plotting. And this goes on. In all in all walks of life. This goes on. People seeking to hide their counsel. They wicked counsel. And they and they mind, God, God, God can't do nothing to stop this because we doing this in secret. But that's that's the mind of 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 uh uh a wicked person. Mm-hmm. They believe that can't nobody, ain't no God that can stop them. We doing this in secret, and it's gonna, it's gonna come to pass, and it's gonna, it's gonna prosper. But he said, "Woe unto them," because eventually, hey, you are gonna get your reward. Mm-hmm. Let's let's move right along. Let's go to Jude, the first chapter, and we are gonna pick it up at verse seventeen. Jude one, and we are gonna pick it up at verse seventeen. And whenever you get it, Brother Benai, you can read it. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. Uh-huh. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. He said, these be they who do what? Separate, separate themselves. themselves. These be they who separate themselves. Again, the Lord is trying to get us to see. It's the same pattern. And this is how the word of God works. The Lord will show you a pattern, and all you got to do is recognize the pattern. He said, these be they who separate themselves. Why? Because they want to be in isolation. They want to pull somebody out from amongst the people like you were saying, brother, but now and pull them into isolation. So 
so they can so they can uh corrupt them if they can he said but these be they who separate themselves he says they are sensual which means they are filled with unclean lust and they don't have the spirit because if you had the spirit of god then you you wouldn't be doing this uh brother hisamak got something to add yeah definitely bro this is again another perfect scripture to to see how cancer spreads in the congregation it it, it just shows you how it it happens man people have like um stuff that they can't come out and open with they ain't gonna come out and open and say hey man i think this is or some is this or all that they they looking for members who who are a little bit weaker not as strong as everybody that's why you know if we dwell in unity, such as we in unity on this podcast with these topics, and we've been in unity even before this podcast, we, we strengthen each other. So if one person kind of don't see it, we got to help them see it. We got to get them, make them stronger, all that kind of stuff. But these people are in the class or out there in the world trying to target people with foolishness and with nonsense. And with their own, like like the book said, being ignorant of God's righteousness, you go about establishing your own brand of righteousness. And yep. this is what starts to happen that starts to separate their body. Like Brother Benair read in that scripture, that the first the second scripture of this podcast, that's how it gets in there and start to separate the body and start to make it weaker. And then once you separate the body, now here come Satan in there. Uh, these brothers ain't teaching, these brothers got it wrong with this. is All that stuff starts to happen and it starts a whole mess of confusion. That's what, yep, that's why, and I don't mean to cut you off, brother, that's why it's important that we understand what the books say. You know what I'm saying? It's important that even this, this lesson on isolation is highly important for making the body stronger. And man, that brother, I salute. That's a beautiful scripture. Praise God for it, man. But I just want Jesus to name, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praise God in Jesus' name, brother. This it's it's all about the Lord. Hey, man, the Lord, Lord is 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 giving understanding. Uh, so we know how how you know. So we understand how how to walk. So we understand how we gonna get salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. This is like you said, brother, and you said it. You said it. You couldn't have said it. Nobody could say it better, brother. You got to know what's in this book. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. People come to class and they really don't know what's in the book because they're not paying attention. Um, and I'm not saying that to 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 try to uh, put anybody down. I'm saying that sometimes you got to pay attention to the book for yourself. Mm -hmm. Not sometimes, but all the time, but you can't always, you can't always just count on the person giving the lesson. You can't always count on them and say, well, you only going to deal with the, with the scriptures on the Sabbath day when you listen to the lesson, because you got six other days that you got to go out here and try to live godly mm-hmm. and you dealing with all of these temptations and all these, you know, stumbling blocks. You got to know what's written in the book. We got to know what's here. 
because mm-hmm. it's all about instructing instruction mm-hmm. go ahead benai you got a point yeah uh just building on that being able to really study the book and it's we got to realize that i've heard like i've heard uh brother will talk about our brains not being turned all the way on yet uh we have the ability to take in just so much information and when we hear a lesson we can't think we can't think that oh i'm just smart enough and i i have a, this photographic memory where i'm i'm going to know everything that they said cuz that's not realistic for most people i know it's not realistic for me so we do have to make sure we work to know what's in the book because when somebody gives a lesson you're talking about a 2 hour 3 hour lesson it's not likely that the average person is going to remember all you know uh 180 minutes of that lesson verbatim mm-hmm. is it's very unlikely that that's going to happen it's uh it's very unlikely that you're going to recall every point that that person's make you might actually get hung up on on one of the sound bites one of the things that got all the people laughing or something you may get hung up on that mm-hmm. but with this word like the scripture says and like the lord had written we have to continually study to show ourselves approved and all we're trying to do I thank God that the Lord put it on uh, your heart to get this podcast together, Brother Obi. But uh, all we're trying to do is make sure that we give the people these same conversations that we've been having before, where they can get that same knowledge that the Lord has been merciful enough to bestow us with, that we even done got, uh, not just from studying, but from our elders. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Brother uh, 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 Solomon, you got uh, a point you want to make? Yeah, you know, and it's to the same exact point that you guys are talking about, but just nailing, keep nailing it in. Um, you know, in a two-hour lesson, where people have a lot of things going on in their life, and that lesson might not speak specifically to what they're dealing with and what they're going to deal with with the sun go down and the next day and the next week, etc. You know, these lessons are put together in the class uh, for general edification to help people understand what's going mm-hmm. on in the Bible. And mm-hmm. they're done by lesson, very specifically detailed to stay on track of the lesson so that people can really understand what the topic of the lesson is. It's not a general outline of the whole entire Bible and all the topics that they deal with. So it's very important not just to read the word daily, but to try to practice it as much as we can. And it's and sometimes it gets difficult to read the Lord and to read the word in private because it cuts. It hurts. Uh, you read something and you feel like, hey, I fit this profile. You know, hey, this, it, you know, it seems like they may be talking about me in the scripture. And it probably is. It's pr- it talks about every single one of us. That's exactly why it's a double edged sword, because no man can get through this Bible without uh, falling short of what the Bible is is requiring us to accomplish. And that's perfection at the end of the day, you know, and there's going to come a time where we can be perfect, but it's not going to be in this flesh. But nonetheless, so it's not always very easy to read the Bible. It's not very easy to understand the Bible, but it's still very necessary to try to, to read the Bible as often as you can, to ask the brothers questions when they can, you know, when you are in class, whatever you were studying in private or whatever, 
the things that you're dealing with, uh, you know, in your private life that are a bit overwhelming or they may seem like they're overwhelming, bring those questions and bring that to class. You know, sit down with an elder or elder sister, whatnot, you know, whoever it may be, and uh, and, and work it out as a family, as that body, as that union, and that unit that we've been talking about uh, so far in this podcast, you know, because otherwise you're going to make, you may feel, you know, discouraged. You may feel unmotivated. You may feel confused. You may feel all these other things because you're not voicing that out. So it's something that I wanted to put out there that every lesson is not going to really touch on every person and their life and what they're going through. But we should still be reading. We should still be studying. And when we have questions or concerns or need some, uh, uh, you know, some guidance or some motivation or, or anything like that, we should absolutely be coming to these brothers and sisters in the class with the body of Christ and uh, and sharing because that's exactly how this podcast got started. Like Brother Benaiah said, you know, it's just us always having these conversations and now these conversations are coming to life. Yeah, sir. Absolutely. You know, and, um, you know, hey, it's it's that's what it's all about. It's that's all of everything that 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 everybody said is, you know, summing it up, you know, to where this is what it's all about. This is the purpose. Uh, Brother Maurice, you got something to add. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of follow up. I mean, what you're saying about the word trying. Um, committing yourself to to this book, trying to read, trying to stay steadfast within it. I mean, as the newest to the podcast and as, a, you know, someone that I say is pretty light in the word, you know, these are all encouraging things to hear. And like I say, for those who are listening, I mean, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, it's a journey. And, um, you know, key word that you said, Brother Solomon, is that try. That, that, that word is so important. You have to try. And if you try, you at least know you have right direction so i mean everything you guys just said i mean it came together well i like that praise god praise god jesus name so we're gonna move on we're gonna go uh to hebrews 10 and pick it up at verse 24 and um you know uh paul said really a mouthful here but this is something that you know really is is the icing on the cake for what we've been talking about uh up to this point Hebrews 10, and we're going to pick it up in verse 24. Go ahead, bro. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So he said, first of all, let us consider one another. Servants of God, you supposed to consider somebody else. You said, when you praying, don't only pray for yourself. You got, you got brothers and sisters in Christ that need help that might be going through some afflictions that you're not going through. You know, you only going to pray for yourself. And when everything is about you, then that's, you know, you're not considering your brother or sister. That's, that's probably going through something. Uh, so, and I know a lot of times man is just selfish. That's, you know, we, we quite naturally, uh, gravitate toward the things that we want and that we need but we got to consider also when you praying you know you need to send up a shot for your brother or sister also as well as yourself um because this is what it's all about consider one another provoke one another to love not provoke one another to anger you know not provoke you 
to where you go and isolate yourself because I don't offended you, but provoke one another to love, provoke one another so that we draw closer to one another and then we can grow together. Go ahead, bro. And let us consider one another to provoke one another to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Now, in verse 25, he said, and let us uh, uh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. I don't know how many people fall under this. They all of a sudden think that they don't have to, all of a sudden now, all have to go, I mean, the Lord said, have a, and this was a commandment of God to have a holy convocation on the Sabbath. Um, that's a part of observing the Sabbath. That's what we're supposed to do. But you're not supposed to just forsake assembling together with your brothers or sisters because you playing right into Satan's hands. You doing exactly what you should not be doing, which is isolating yourself for the wrong reason. This is not in you. You're not doing it in righteousness. You just decide I'm just not going. I'm just not going to congregate. I'm just not going to have a holy convocation with my brothers and sisters in Christ for whatever your reason is. But you're not supposed to be forsaking that assembling because that's not how the Lord set it up. But we're going to move right along. We're going to go to First uh, Peter, the fifth chapter and brother uh, Ahissamak. Yeah, definitely, um, brother. Uh, truly, man, the scriptures that's been laid out is beautiful. And, you know, it's it's showing us the bigger picture to help us be better servants. Uh, the things were set up in an order, in a specific order. And I know he said the Lord set it up for that purpose, to really show us what we needed to do. But this is what happens, uh, you know, when you kind of forsake the assembling uh, uh, of yourselves together. First uh, Peter verse uh 1st Peter the 5th chapter and uh verse 8 brother when you get it go ahead and read it brother be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour and that's mm. what that's what happens so satan is looking to pick people off but he he can't pick it's harder to pick off people that's together in unity, walking in the law of the Lord. It's so hard to pick people off. And if somebody is feeling weak, they got 10 or 15 people to help them up. That's why, like, you know, one thing about this podcast and one thing that's, to me, that's um, making um, us stronger is we had this relationship beforehand. I had this relationship with all these brothers, and when I was weak, somebody was there to help me. Like you said earlier, Brother Obadiah, man, you there to pray for me if I'm weak. I'm there to pray for you if you're weak. And all y'all, man, I understand what the fight is because I'm in the same fight. But Satan's still looking whom he may devour. And, and that's, that's what we got to understand. That's what we got to see. We got to see that us together... Is gonna make a stronger body. Us together is gonna make 
some people that's struggling to fall. Oh man, I'm gonna pray for you. Man, you need to talk, call me, man. You know, I'm, I'm a resource for you. Again, this is how we be become stronger. This is how we um, start to build a chain, even like you read in the scripture before, provoking each other to good works, man. People see one person doing a good work, man, how can I get in on that? How can I help you with this? You know, I feed the homeless people because I know it's a part of, you know, our world and our society. I'm doing good works, Brother Maurice, like, oh man, let me come help you. You know, other brothers like, oh man, let me give you some money. Because if we together, Satan can't really pick us off. But when we separate, when this brother doing this or that brother doing this, all in the so-called congregation of the body of Christ, and it's not for the edifying of it, of the word, that's how Satan's picking us off. He's picking us off one by one. And that's yes, what sir. you gotta I understand. Yes, sir. And that's and that and that's that's one of the main main things you gotta you gotta look out for is you know Satan and, and his devices. But we're gonna move right along. Uh let's go to uh first Corinthians uh seven and we're gonna pick it up at verse four. First Corinthians seven and we're gonna pick it up at verse four because we, we really wanna touch on this isolation. Um, we really want to touch on it from, from, you know, every angle we can, uh, you know, from every angle that the Lord allows us to, uh, touch on this on, uh, according to, you know, his, 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 his grace and his mercy. Um, we want to deal with a issue here as far as a husband and wife being isolated from each other. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 7, and we're going to pick it up at verse 4. You know what? We're going to pick it up at verse 3. 1 Corinthians 7 and 3. Go ahead. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. So listen, both the husband and wife, you supposed to, you supposed to do the same thing for the other one, right? Mm -hmm. Husband ain't husband ain't supposed to just love his wife and then the wife don't have to love her husband or show him due benevolence. She just supposed to take whatever love he got to give and then she take it up, you know, and then go about her business and don't and don't give him don't show him that in return. Vice versa. You know, just because a man is the head, that don't mean that, hey, you don't have to show your wife love. She show you all the love in the world, but then you, you you don't you, you don't show none of it back you know um this is you know relationship marriages are is something that's you know no matter if you're talking about people that's in the truth or just in the world in general marriages are one thing that the world has corrupted that that fleshly mindset has corrupted that that bond mm-hmm uh, that marriage, that that marriage bond that a man and a woman have, that the Lord established in the beginning, and a lot of it is based. It's because of isolation. You in the same house, you live in the same house, you sleep in the same bed, but guess what? You all are isolated from each other. You all are not on one accord. This goes on a lot, but He's letting you know, hey, the husband, you got to render. Do benevolent. It, it's not a. It's not a point of weakness. 
you know the you know the woman is a weaker vessel. You hear brother say that with well, a woman is a weaker vessel, absolutely. So how you gonna treat her like one of the fellas? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If she if, if she the weaker vessel, you can't you can't you can't talk to her like you talk to one of the fellas because she can't take it. Mm-hmm. She's not gonna be able to take that. Mm-hmm. You understand? And 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 a woman got to the, the wife got to understand. And hey, you can't you can't just be the one always receiving love and receiving you know, benefits or whatever. And then, you know, your husband, he, 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 you know, he ain't, he just not a cash station. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that, that's all it is to this dude. He a cash station, you know, I ain't going to show him no love. I ain't going to, I ain't going to do nothing. You know, <laughs> he just a cash station. This, that's not how it should be. You understand? Re, re, reverse, uh, reverse for though, brother. Yeah. Can I say something real quick? Go ahead, brother. I just wanted the uh, the listeners to know benevolence. That means kindness or affection. I just wanted to have the it, it, concrete definition out there in case anybody didn't know. Benevolence means kindness or affection. So when brother Obi is letting you know, and like the scriptures let you know, you're supposed to render due kindness, due affection to your husband, and the husband's supposed to render due kindness or due affection to their wives. I just wanted to say that. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for that, brother. That 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 is good. That is good. So the people know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go ahead, reverse four. four. Yes, sir. The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise, also the husband hath not power on his, of his own body, but the wife. Go ahead. Defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent for a time that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. So verse five, we, we, we dealing with, he said, look, defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent for a time. Again, that it says with consent, it don't say, uh, the, 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 you know, the woman, the, the wife or whatever, she's all upset. You in the doghouse, so she gonna punish you, you know. She gonna defraud you, you know. She on she not gonna come together with with, with her husband, but it's not with consent. It's it's just that's just what you want to do. Or the husband, he don't like the way you know his wife his wife don't want to cook, you know. So now you know he gonna hold out, you know. He gonna teach her a lesson, but when you doing this without consent which means you all are not in agreement that maybe we need to, uh, you know, we, we need to be this way. And it's just one sided. What you have done is brought in isolation, mm-hmm. the wrong kind of isolation. Mm-hmm. This is why he's saying this has to be with consent. Uh, and, and it shouldn't be a one sided thing. Because people don't get it. They don't understand. Oh, I can't believe they went out there. Really? You can't believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that is right. But why would you let Satan in mm-hmm. by defrauding the, a man, defrauding his wife or the wife defrauding her husband? Why would you do that when you know Satan is licking his chops? Why? Because now you isolated. And now he got now now he can now he can he he can run he he can run his he can use his tactics on the one that's isolated mm-hmm. uh uh that's isolated themselves or on the other person who don't want to be isolated from their spouse but you know they kind of in a position where hey that 
that's what's happening. People don't understand how, you know, how this all is. This is how it starts. That's how the marriage go downhill right away. Because mm-hmm. the first thing that happened is one person want to bring, one person wants to be isolated and the other person don't, they want to try to work it out. But one person is so adamant about bringing this isolation in within, the, within the marriage. Now you in trouble. And if, if there's no, you know, if, if, if the people cannot come out of that, the marriage is going to go downhill. Um, I think, but now you had your hand up first. Yes. Yeah. I just wanted to, again, just so that listeners know what we're talking about as far as, uh, the definitions, when the scripture lets you know in first Corinthians seven and five, when it says defraud ye not one another. Now defraud means to deprive, it doesn't mean that you uh you uh uh you you stole something. It means that you deprived somebody. So defraud ye not one another, except to be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves a fasting and prayer, and come together again. That Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. And just so that everybody understands, incontinency that by definition is an inability to contain sexual appetite. Like Paul let us know that whoever get married, they're going to have trouble in the flesh. Why? Because sometimes the flesh going to kick up and you're going to be like, hey, baby, we uh, what's going on? How you doing tonight? And uh, and somebody better be doing all right because you, you start having that, uh, that appetite, that uh, sexual appetite. But like I said, you all got to come together again that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency, which when you're talking about being married, is an inability to control sexual appetite and uh, or control. That's why, you know, people who may have bladder problems, you know, uh, bladder, I know people who have like certain type of cancers, they have issues with their bladder and they have to get, uh, uh, you know, certain kind of underwear for incontinency because it's an inability con- to control. So when it's talking about here, it's letting you know, the bo- book is letting you know that as a married person and when you next to somebody, you don't want to be tempted you or you don't want to let Satan in and tempt you for your inability to control. Exactly. Okay. Brother Solomon, go ahead, brother. Yeah, he's, a, he's looking for who may, he may desire, devour. That's, you know, that's a perfect opportunity. That's what he's looking for. He probably, you know, somewhere, he's probably even deeper in the root somewhere, but Satan's definitely involved when that comes to happen, you know, whether it's in pride, whether it's in out of anger Whatever that is, you know, that's the root issue. And you got to, you know, we got to address ourselves, man. We can't be doing stuff like that. And because we know we're literally giving our other half, our flesh up for Satan to tempt in different ways and and to devour. And, you know, and, and the brother just spoke on that in the scriptures. You know, Satan is always looking for who he may devour. Absolutely. Brother Maurice. You know, and I, I think... You know, this is a great scenario, great example of how isolation can be most destructive. And, and in this case, I mean, that's why it's so important to keep that line of communication open first with God and then with your spouse in this scenario. So that once you see that isolation starting to take place and Satan trying to trying to step in, you can stay on top of that. You can stay on top of that through communication and guidance provided by the Lord. I mean, this is so important. And I mean, this is the perfect and prime example. I mean, we see it a lot. It's quite often, especially in today's times, you know. Absolutely. Brother Solomon. Yeah, you know, and, and, and to mention again, like the brother just Marisa said, you know, 
our, our household and the relationship between husband and wife is supposed to mirror the relationship between God and us and his children. So if we clearly can see here that there should be no separation between husband and wife and we should not be isolated from each other and not communicating with each other and not seeing each other and all of those things, then and we know and we know this for a fact. Anyone who has ever been in a relationship knows it's not good not to communicate, you know, with each other and, and to do whatever you want. Uh, you know, so knowing this firsthand by us having experiences, we can always look towards God and understand that if, if we're supposed to be an example of him and even in the natural state this doesn't make sense then how much less in the spiritual state should we separate ourselves from the body of christ you know absolutely and uh absolutely and um you know i just really want the the listeners to understand in verse five um that this this has to be with consent but it said also that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. Mm -hmm. So this ain't about you isolating from each other so you could go run the street. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That that's not what that's about. That <laughs> because that's that's what people do. They as soon as you isolate, you you feel you feel some false sense of freedom. Like man, I'm free. You know, I'm gonna do what I want. And then you start you start running the street and then you start running the street with the wrong people or you start listening to people who could care less about serving God and they're going to tell you the wrong thing. But this is supposed to be so you can give yourselves to fasting and prayer. This is when you do this. But if ain't if ain't no fasting and prayer involved in it and it's not with consent, then you opening up your marriage to satan and he's gonna come in and he gonna manipulate one of y'all or he gonna manipulate both of y'all um but it's gonna happen so again isolation being isolated without consent uh and it ain't and you're not doing this for praying fasting but you just being isolated you defrauding each other you holding out on each other physically um then you opening the door for Satan to come in and devour you. And people, you know, and, and that's, you know, all, all these failed marriages, they start like this. Mm -hmm. um, like Brother Maurice was saying with the communication, it, it starts when the communication break down. Um, when the communication break down, that, that's isolation kicking in right away because now we're not even talking. So if we're not talking and we're not communicating, if we're not communicating, then I don't know what you're thinking. You don't know what I'm thinking. We're not sharing, sharing anything with each other anymore. Right away, there's isolation. And then it just gets worse. It then it then it does go to the bedroom, isolation. Now you all not coming together because y'all not communicating. And then it's, 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 it's going to go to the next level, which is, you know, now you're going to be running the street and you're going to be out there dealing with and getting advice from people that you should absolutely not be getting advice from. And the next thing you know, now you somebody done committed somebody done committed adultery. And, and if it get any worse than that, now the marriage is no more. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 it's, it's a it, it's a process. It's a process 
but isolation is the 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 foundation of a failed marriage it's isolation when we do that brother solomon go ahead it's yeah too many girls night and boys night outs i tell you that's what's gonna happen you know when all of a sudden you're spending more time outside the house and and your free time away from your spouse you already know those are the signs of trouble you, you may not realize it yet you know but if you're going out three four nights a week or a month you know, and, and your significant others going out and y'all separating and, and having good time separate all the time. I don't think that's a positive thing, man. So it's something to look out for. Absolutely, brother. Here's some act. Yeah, definitely, man. I, you know, not even related to the mayors, but this is how you break down and break up your relationship with God, too. You know, when you, when the lines of communication, which is prayer and fasting, when you stop doing that, or when you start trying to communicate with the Lord, that's when you start to see the God of Christmas. <laughs> you start to see the other stuff that you that's ungodly that you think is okay. It ain't so bad. And you start looking across on the other side of the track. This is an essential part of how you start to go wrong. And you isolate in the wrong way. We, we got to understand that you know, we as servants need to really be locked into how to build ourselves and each other. We can't really forget that. Like this fight, I ain't fighting alone. I'm fighting with somebody. I'm fighting with my brothers and my sisters. I'm fighting with everybody who got the same goal, internal life in their mind. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting it with them. And if you forget that, that's how things start to go left. That's how things start to um, get off track. And once you get off track, man, it's hard to come back. Once that plane is in the nosedive, it's hard to pull it up. And yes, we got to understand that. Yes, sir. And that's an excellent, uh, uh, excellent analogy, brother. Once plane in the nosedive, it's hard to pull it up. And uh, a lot, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times we let the plane go into the nosedive before we decide that, man, maybe I should try to do something now. Mm-hmm. But it's plane in the nosedive now, mm-hmm. you know, but let's 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 move on. Let's move on because we haven't we having too much fun right now. Let's let's move on <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to uh, uh, Hebrews 13 and we just going to read verse 16. We just gonna read verse sixteen, Hebrews thirteen and sixteen, because this this sums up, uh, you know what we've been talking about so far. You know, we 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 really trying to, uh, bring this to the to the listeners. You know where it makes sense. You know where it's gonna edify you. Uh, we we not trying to be the smartest brothers on the planet. You know, we ain't trying to uh. You know, we ain't trying to give you no no esoteric knowledge that don't nobody else know. We, you know, we we all understand uh, after a certain amount of time that this is about how you going to walk every day. Mm-hmm. How you going to live today? Mm-hmm. OK, yesterday you did good. But what about today? Mm-hmm. Because th- when that realization hits home, you understand that you know, having, having knowledge of the scriptures, that's just one part of this battle. Yes, sir. You, uh, and like brother Solomon was saying, you know, 
you know, how do we how do we apply it? How do we live it? Not just be able to read it, not just be able to teach somebody, but how do we how we how can we get to the point where we can practice the things that we preaching? Because that's where the battle gonna be won or lost. It's it's in this everyday walk, this everyday battle that you're gonna deal with. Uh Hebrews 13, and we're gonna read verse 16. Go ahead, brother. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And listen, he summed it up. He said, but to do good and to communicate. He said, forget not. Sometimes we think communication ain't, ain't involved. Not only not only with your marriage, but even in the body of Christ. You know, even, even uh, when we got a, a plan in mind, and we supposed to be op, uh, operating or executing the plan on one accord. Sometimes we forget about communicating. Then you got people doing, you got three people doing three different things and don't nobody un- know who's supposed to be doing what. All of that happens because we let the communication fall to the wayside and it shouldn't. The communication is key for all of us to be on one accord, no matter if that's in the, if that's with in the body of Christ or that's in your marriage, the, the, the key is communication. As long as those lines of communication are open, we can always, even if we get off track a little, we can always get back on track because that those lines are open. And so we going to move on. We're going to go to, uh, uh, what, where are we going? Second Corinthians. Corinthians. We're going to Second Corinthians, uh, the sixth chapter, and Brother Solomon is going to discuss that scripture. Yes, sir. And I'm I'm going to read read for you, brother. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're ready, you can go, brother. Okay. Second Corinthians six, and we're going to pick it up at verse fourteen. Second Corinthians six, and we're going to pick it up at verse fourteen. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? I wanted to touch on this real quick just because there's another aspect of uh, communication that we have to consider, another perspective. And this part is communicating with people who can throw you off, people who can uh, manipulate you, people who would, you know, can use you or not doing the right thing. You know, people who have a, you know, a willingness to sin and stuff like that. We have to be very careful, you know, to close some doors in our life as well and to and to cut some communications off. And this is a prime example right here that that, uh, you know, uh, together with unbelievers and it and it tells us what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness somebody's out there trying to steal and trying to kill and trying to do wrong and trying to commit adultery and trying to you know take somebody's stuff we you know we should not be we should not be a part of that and we and we should not give that person so much access to us either so uh, you know it's something i want to point out go ahead and i'll pick it up at 15 brother and what concord have christ with belial or what part have he that believeth when it, with an infidel? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God have said. I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Mm-hmm. Keep going, brother. 
Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So when we're doing things according to God's commandments, that we're going to find the perfect balance of you know, of, of, uh, of isolation. We, are, we should never be isolated from him and we should be very careful on who we give access to and the things that we should be doing on our own, you know, but one thing is we should never be isolated from God. Nowhere in the Bible does he teach us that we should isolate from him, but here he's teaching us that, that we should isolate from things like idols. We should isolate from from unclean things, we should isolate ourselves or not be around unbelievers or workers of unrighteousness, you know, or, or, or people who have darkness within them, you know, always trying to do a foul move. You know, we should not, uh, you know, be isolated with them and without God. You know, we should always make sure that we stand with God before we stand with anybody. Uh, you know, and it's uh, one of the points that I wanted to point out. I think it's very important that, uh, you know, and then he says, come out from among them. So if you are or you happen to find yourself around that situation, you know, God is asking us to come up out from that. Like, you know, separate yourself from that. That's not what you want to be doing. That's going to lead us the wrong road. That's going to leave a lead us to a bad outcome and eventually probably an eternally bad outcome you know so you want to make sure that you take heed to what you're reading right now and uh and you know if you find yourself in these situations where you're around people who are not doing right or being wicked or causing mischief and evildoers and whatnot you, it's best that you do isolate yourself from them and get that much closer to god yes sir brother maurice yeah, I was just, you know, thinking about that. I mean, you made a great point, you know, in terms of identifying when we're around certain people that are doing contrary to the Lord, people that are doing bad, infidels. I mean, at that point, it's good to keep our eyes and ears open and to do a self-check to kind of determine whether or not we're in the right space. If you notice that you got those people around you and they starting to come in abundance, you might not be heading in the right direction. And you might be, you know, isolating or been isolated to the point where, you know, now Satan is really on his job. And, you know, so I mean, it was a great point. And like I said, it's just important that we keep our eyes and ears open and constantly monitor where we are, you know, within our space, because, you know, we can easily be swayed to go contrary and we got to stay mindful of that. So great point, brother. Absolutely. And, and I know in the past, in the past, I have found myself, you know, like you just said, brother Maurice, you start counting the people you hanging around and you like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, uh, this, this, this the wrong, this the wrong crowd right here, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I need to, I need to pull back because I'm, I'm, I'm slowly but surely going the wrong route. And that's the isolate. That's when you need to isolate from the, 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 the world or isolate from, you know the, the things of the world and and people who are not trying to serve God. You know this is this is that this is that righteous isolation that sometimes yeah. we don't practice mm -hmm. um, because you have fun with them people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you have fun with them. Y'all go out have a good time or whatever, and you know you just don't you don't realize that Satan is sitting back licking his chops like yep. Let them keep on doing it because mm -hmm. sooner or later I'm going to pounce on them, you know, and he going to use, he going to use one of them people you like hanging out with so much 
to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that's that's when we have to understand that we can't forget, you know, that we're supposed to be servants, servants of the most high. And you have to isolate yourself from things that are not godly, from people that are not godly. Uh, we're going to move on, though. Uh, Brother Hissamak. Uh, it's got a scripture and we're going to go to uh first Corinthians five and we're going to pick it up at verse one, yeah. first Corinthians five and verse one. Yeah, definitely, man. This is kind of, uh, just what, um, uh, brother Maurice, uh, mentioned and stuff. Um, when you look around and you see the circle around you ain't 100%, you know, ain't, ain't, ain't all good. And this is in the church. And I can see that the circle, around some of these people that had did this deed one, 100%. They won in line with, they was like, oh, it ain't me. I, don't, I, don't, I ain't gonna say nothing, but it's a problem. And this is, uh, this in first Corinthians, uh, the fifth chapter is gonna, gonna go into it, but it kind of leads, uh, it, it's kind of related to that circle around you, that circle around you. First uh, Corinthians, the fifth chapter and verse, um, one brother when you get it go ahead and read brother it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you Mm -hmm. and such fornication as is not so much as named among the gentiles that one should have his father's wife Mm -hmm. and ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that have done this deed might be taken away from among you and see that's 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 a issue too man this this is a deep, the people, only person we know puffed up in the whole Bible was Satan. All the prophets, Jesus, the apostles was unleavened. They, they won puffed up. So when you see a situation, you, you know, you supposed to say something, but go ahead and continue, continue read brother verse three. For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already, as though I were present concerning him that have done that have so done this deed. And again, man, I heard about situations, and I've been around other brothers, and we look at each other like, man, did they, you know, did they correct a brother or sister? And we looking like, ain't nobody say nothing. <laughs> who, who don't say nothing? This is they was all in agreements on a bad deed that was done. And it was a problem. It was a problem. But Paul, hearing about it, said, man, I ain't even that and know what, what we should do. We got to understand that. Uh, verse four, go ahead and read, brother. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. to, de- to deliver such and one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. And that's what we got to kind of do, man. This is an isolation where, hey, man, this person has done something and offended because there's laws in the Bible to tell you, you shouldn't have your father's wife. He's done something to offend. Let's push him out. That the flesh might be destroyed. That in the day of the Lord, we can save him. This is a, a, a isolation where, hey, man, you did some things, wrong you need to think about it you need to think about your actions because paul said i wasn't even there and i just already that hey man this this is a bogus deed these are things that you should not do in the word of god 
these are, and they was in the church. They weren't nowhere floating on the street. They was godly, supposed to be godly church people. Brother Obi, you got something to add to it? Yes, sir. Um, it just brought up uh, that scripture where Paul said, hey, he felt sorry. Uh, you know, he he repented when he, uh, he felt bad because he wrote a letter. And he said at first he felt bad because he made them feel bad. But he said, then I didn't. He said, because, hey, godly sorrow work, work of repentance. Yeah. And 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 I think sometimes, you know, we don't know when we supposed to not not put a person on front street, but we supposed to bring something to them. Yeah. And say, hey, brother or sister, that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And we supposed to put it on their mind, you know. We brothers and sisters. That's what we. I mean, if we truly brothers and sisters, we supposed to be able to do that without falling out mm-hmm. with each other. You know what I'm saying? Because ain't nobody gonna be right 100 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you gonna say something wrong, you gonna do something wrong. I don't care who you are. But the thing about it is, in this situation that that you was reading, Hiss and Mac, you know, they know this going on, but don't nobody want to say nothing. Yeah. And Paul Paul said, hey, man, you puffed up. You puffed up because you feel like, hey, well, I, I ain't got to say nothing, you know, and you just going to just, just, just let it go. Yeah, just but the go. thing, Right. But the thing about it is, we got to be to the level, we have to be to the point well, we can come to a brother and sister and hold them accountable for their, and actions. For their actions. And and you should want somebody to hold you accountable for your actions. If I'm in error, you know, the brothers that know me know, man, if you see me out the way and you don't say nothing to me, you ain't my brother. Yeah, yeah. You're not my brother, man, because you worried about hurting my feelings, but you supposed to be worried about me going salvation. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what you're supposed to be worried about, man. I want, brother. I don't want. I don't want you to fall off to the left. My feelings been hurt plenty of times, so it ain't. It ain't no thing for him to be hurt one more time. Yes, sir. You know, but if you my brother, how you not gonna come to me and tell me my error? Mm-hmm. I don't care if I agree with you, don't agree with you. That ain't the point. The point is, we can't allow this to go on because right now. Because what happens is we start to get off into the wrong kind of isolation. Yeah. You're going to let some wickedness just go on and everybody going to act like they don't see it. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's going to be going on in the corner over here. But what's going to happen is is this it's going to get out. of It's going to get out of hand eventually. Yeah. You know, and uh, but sometimes you got to you got to you got to isolate a brother or a sister and isolate them so you could come to them and y'all can hold them accountable. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a godly way to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's the way it should be done in a godly manner. But sometimes you got to isolate it and say, man, this right here shouldn't be. Yeah. And, and we got to move on from there. Um, I don't know who was first, but, uh, I'm brother, but go ahead. Yes, sir. I was just, uh, just to add to that when you're bringing something to a brother, that's part of the law. That if you see your brother taking a sin, that you're supposed to actually address them one on one, and then when then you bring one or two witnesses, and then you bring it to the congregation. You don't go to the congregation first, but you got to bring it to a brother. I've realized even just now in your discussions, when I've seen brothers who I 
may be aware of something, but it ain't came directly to me. Let's say it's I'm not directly in their situation, but I may be somewhat aware of things. I am of the disposition that I have left it alone for the simple sake that I'm not supposed to necessarily be involved. It may be some information that I'm not necessarily supposed to be even privy of. So it's not my place to come and say something as of yet until it's brought right in my face. But the scripture also says when you're dealing with a brother who may be out of the way, the scriptures also says there's a multi, there, uh, I think it's Proverbs 11. Here, let me make sure that I'm quoting right, right, the correct scripture. Yeah, Proverbs 11 and 14. It says, where no counsel is, the people fall, but in multitude of counselors, they are safety. So when you do isolate a brother for bringing him righteous, something that's righteous, if you're not sure, go to an elder or somebody and get counsel whether or not it's something to bring to them. Or should you wait and give them space to repent, uh, depending on where you may actually be in the situation? Because, you know, it's a fine line that we're learning to walk, especially with the fact that the Lord tells you, he who meddleth in another man's matters is like one who grabbeth a dog by the ears. So you don't want to get in somebody else's matters if it's not necessarily yours. But if you see a brother out of the way and you're not sure if you should bring something to them yet, go get some counsel. Go find, go, go see what some of your elders may say concerning you bringing it to them. Absolutely. And that brother, that is an excellent, that is an excellent point. You know, you, you have to know how to maneuver, um, within, with, within, within the limits, within the, the, the laws of God, we have to know how to maneuver. And a lot of that only comes with experience and time, but that is an excellent you know that that is an excellent point because yeah sometimes you may hear things it it may be true it may not be true and even if you know it to be true and you're not sure yeah that's what the elders are for you go to the elders for counsel should i say something or should i not because once you get enough counsel from the right people then you know how to deal with the situation you know we're not we're not telling you to we're not telling you to man just just confront everybody every time you see something wrong because the lord gives you room to repent yes sir um he don't pounce on you every time you do something out of the way or you say something out of the way he'll give you room to think about it and repent so we got to give each other room but in the situation that brother Hissamak was reading, this was something that had already gotten out of hand. Yeah. Because it had gotten Absolutely. back to Paul. Absolutely. Like, like, man, this whoever this was, like, man, this this dude is just he just laying with this and everybody know about it and won't nobody say nothing. So th- this is at this to the point where it's just out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the public eye. And Paul got to deal with it. And that's why he told him, man, y'all puffed up because y'all should have you you should have you should have turned turn him over to satan you know that hey may you know maybe the you know he'll he'll get he'll get scores and, and he'll suffer but maybe he you know he'll be saved in the end maybe he'll think about what he's doing and stop but in the end it's gonna help him and save him brother maurice you got a point yeah i just wanted to follow up i mean the, the scenario that you guys just laid out i mean it's so important because it just showed the constructive side to isolation. And if you use it properly, you, you know, you can make someone, you know, either whole again or correct someone or fix someone, you know? And so, I, you know, it's just cool to see this angle of it because I mean, 
you know, we all know that there's the destructive side of isolation and how it can definitely go left fast and it can definitely destroy someone to the point where it's almost no recovery. But to see this, another side to it and how you can use isolation to quickly, you know, recover and bring someone to unity, you know, with the most, I mean, it is just a great angle and perspective to kind of put back on how isolation can be flipped and used the proper way. Yes, sir. Uh, Brother Solomon. Exactly what he said right there. And like you, brother, said for the correction, but even the scripture, Second Timothy, I was thinking about it when uh, when Brother Benai was talking about, for, you know, that uh, we can use the scripture for uh, for doctrine, obviously, but also for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness. So when we do do these things and we do talk to brothers and sisters or when we ourselves may have to be isolated and be corrected because, uh, you know, a, a man that loves correction is 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 good in the sight of God. You know, so if someone tries to correct you, it's good to sit down and listen and hear the perspective of what's going on and try to understand it but it should also have some scripture in there you know we should also be making sure that that we're doing things that way where they can understand why it's wrong in god's eyes because what we think about some what somebody doing shouldn't it, it don't matter to us that's not our business what we think somebody's doing but when it comes and it's affecting the church it's affecting the body when we see a man fought putting himself in a ditch and things and because we love him and because we care about him you know and we care about the body of christ then something has to be said then we should always make sure that it's rooted in that scripture absolutely Amen. brother and uh we 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 gonna uh, we gonna skip over this Deuteronomy. Uh, I I want to go straight to John seventeen, because um, we we really touched on this we really touched on this Deuteronomy earlier. Uh, I I do want to keep it moving, and Brother Solomon, you got something you want to read in John seventeen? Yes, sir. John seventeen and fifteen. We can pick it up there. Okay, John seventeen. And I'm going to pick it up at verse 15. John 17, and I'm going to pick it up at verse 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. So, you know, in this first, in verse 15, he says, I pray not that thou should take them out of the world. So we're expected that we're going to have to deal with this world. We're going to have to be here. And we're going to have to learn how to function in this world. We, You know, sometimes I find myself, I wish I was on another planet with the stuff I see in this world and the stuff we got to go through in this world. But that's just not the case. That's not the will of God. You know, so we're in this world and we're going to have to, but he does offer us protection. You know, he does keep us from the evil, but we have to have a willing heart towards him. You know, we have to make sure that we we don't want to be in the world. You know, that's usually the problem that, you know, we can separate ourselves from the world and he's obviously letting us know that we can you know and i often you know i used to think about this often when my kids was going to school i was like you know should i homeschool them or should i let them go should i homeschool them should i let them go and then i i realized that at the end of the day my example is what 
is going to matter in their life. What I did, not what I said, not what I argued about, not, you know, but what I did was going to be the, the best example for them. And that's why, you know, I tried to live by the life, the, you know, the life of Christ that I'm supposed to live, even when they, my kids are not doing right. But I made that decision in the past where I say, you know, I'm going to leave them in school. I'm not going to separate them from the world, but, you know, I'm going to pray over them. I'm going to do the best that I can to be an example to them. And hopefully, you know, everything turns out the way it's supposed to turn out, you know, within God's will. Um, but also in verse 17, he says here, sanctify them through thy truth. We are already set apart. When we're keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, we're already isolated from the world. As long as we're keeping these law, statutes, and commandments, we are peculiar already. We're different than the whole entire world. You know, the whole masses is doing one thing and we're doing something totally different. So we don't always have to look for that isolation because when we're dealing with the most high God, we're already, it's already built into his system to keep us separated from the foolishness of this world. So it's something that I wanted to bring out here. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. And that's, uh, we're going to go right along. No, we're going to move right along to, uh, Psalms, the fourth chapter and brother Solomon, uh, you going to, uh, elaborate on that, but that's an excellent point. You know, it's, it's built in, you know, it, when you're dealing with the word of God, it's going to sanctify you. It's going to isolate you from the world. Um, it's, it's already built that way because this is, this is the good or 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 uh good isolation this is the righteous isolation that you you must maintain as a servant of god you have to maintain this isolation because the mind of a man is 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 weak um mm -hmm. no matter how strong you think your mind is your mind is weak all, all it takes is the right situation yes sir uh and next thing you know you involved in something or you doing something and you don't, you don't even know how you even got put in that. It's, it'll happen. It'll happen in the blink of an eye. You, you finished, you know? So we, we, we gotta, we have to maintain that isolation, but let's, I'm going to go to Psalms, the fourth chapter, and I'm going to read verse three for brother Solomon Psalms four. And I'm going to read verse three, but know that the Lord have set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. So we ain't got to feel bad when we feel isolated too, because we follow in this word. A lot of people actually go through some emotion and some, you know, emotional discomfort and some, some, they feel down and they feel out. They feel like they're not a part of the world. I hear kids saying often, you know, my parents are too strict or, you know, uh, we can't do that. Like why we can't do Christmas and Halloween and all these other things. And, and we got to understand this right here, that the Lord has set apart uh, uh, him that is godly for himself. He has such a bigger plan for us. He has such a great, we, our minds cannot imagine what he has in store for us, you know, and he set us apart from the world. He put this seed, he let this seed be watered in our mind. He gave us this heart for Christ. When we, when we were doing wrong, he corrected us and he kept us in line. When we're doing right, he can, he, he shows us with the favor that he shows us often. When we're doing wrong, the mercy that he gives us for allowing us to correct ourselves. He has set us apart, you know, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. I know if someone's listening to this and you feel down and out about, you know, how it feels to be set apart you should you know turn 
turn your perspective around. You know, you are blessed. You are chosen. You are highly favored. This is being highly favored, that you are called to walk within the statutes and commandments and the laws of God, man. This is where you want to be. You know, you don't want to be in the world. We don't want to be lost. And it's and it's a beautiful thing to be set apart like that. And that's something else that I wanted to, to bring out there. Yes, sir, because that's that means you've been called unto salvation, unto eternal life. And that's and that's what you got to understand. You've been called. People talk about a higher calling. You've been called to eternal life. Uh, Brother Maurice, you got a point. Yeah, just following up what Brother Solomon said. I mean, when you find yourself in isolation and you, you feel like you're on that island by yourself, I mean, call to the Lord, reach out to the Lord, pray to God. Because that truly is our salvation and our recovery in terms of getting out of salvation. I mean, out of the isolation that we feel that we're in and, and working towards, you know, recovering, building ourselves and being stronger, you know. So excellent point. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So now we're going to move along. We going to Proverbs 18 uh, and verse one. And brother Ahissamak is going to expound on Proverbs 18 for us. Yeah, definitely, man. And this is a great scripture to follow up on what uh, Brother Solomon read in um, Psalms, the fourth chapter. Uh, that's on that side. That's that's what God separated a man um, uh, for for him. And this is opposite of that. So, um, brother, when you get it um, first, um, wanna go ahead and read, brother. Through desire, a man having separated himself seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom and that's that first this man didn't separate himself he, he he made a willing choice to separate himself but now he seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom now it's a whole lot of wisdom in this world you know i'm i work in an office i don't have electrician wisdom i don't have wisdom of you know um, rockets. I don't have that type of wisdom. All wisdom is not good. Some wisdom can lead you to destruction. Some wisdom gonna destroy you. It's the wisdom of the world that's gonna get people killed. Sundays, church, they teach an additional wisdom than Sabbath wisdom. It's a whole lot of wisdom out there and we gotta be mindful of certain type of isolation and you seeking wisdom. I know we need wisdom to eat. I can't work without no wisdom. I got to have knowledge of what I'm doing. But certain kind of wisdom will lead you down the wrong path. It'll lead you down the wrong path. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, but, you know, separating yourself, you know, if you're going to get wisdom in anything, you're going to have to separate yourself to a degree. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to I- isolate yourself. You know, when you start serving God, you're going to isolate yourself from a whole lot of people mm-hmm. uh, because that's the only way you're going to get a good foundation. You know, some people make the mistake. They try to, they try to have, you know, they want to be, they still want to be uh, dealing with the things of the world, but then they want to, they want to try to deal with, with, with the word of God, you know, at the same time. And you just going to have to make a decision. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Benaya, you got it. You got a point, brother. 
Yes, sir. All wisdom is not good wisdom. We can read in the scriptures where it talks about how you have the wisdom that does not proceed from above, the wisdom which is earthly, central, devilish. So you have a certain kind of wisdom that is not a God. But when it says, like uh, you elaborated on, Brother Obi, when it says a man having separated himself in a metalith with all kinds of wisdom, Solomon knew exactly what he was talking about because like you have mentioned, to learn something, you have to separate yourself. Whether you separate yourself unto God or whether you separate yourself unto wickedness, you know, and then and everything in between, because some things aren't necessarily wicked. If you want to learn some math or you got a math test coming up, you're going to have to go and separate yourself and study while you're intermeddling with that kind of wisdom. If you want to learn about herbs and learn about how to take care of your body, you're going to have to separate yourself and intermeddle with that kind of wisdom. Not that it's bad, but you have to separate yourself if you're going to learn something. Just like if you want to go learn how to play basketball or if you want to get better at lifting weights, you got to go to the gym. You're going to sit there and you separate yourself and you intermeddle with how do I lift these weights the proper way? How do I do this? So all wisdom requires an investment of what? time and that time is when you actually in a metal with it but people separating themselves can separate in a good way or a bad way because you could be in a meddling with some good wisdom or you could be in a meddling with some wisdom that's not good that wisdom that's earthly that's central that's devilish you could be sitting there trying to intermeddle with the wisdom of how to cook crack for all we know you could be meddling with the wisdom of uh how to defraud your brother out of have a millions of dollars you're trying to defraud people from you could be intermeddling with that wisdom but nonetheless to get that wisdom or any kind of wisdom you're gonna have to separate yourself and solomon the lord had that spirit on him where he was wise and he he understood how to touch on all of these uh just natural things in a in a really simplistic way but mm -hmm. separating yourself again can be used in a good way or an evil way Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and that is that is that is you know you know that is what we we trying to bring out you know by the grace of god we're trying to bring out all aspects you know not all aspects but we're trying to bring out different aspects of separation uh but let's move on let's go to luke 4 and brother hissamak is is going to expound on luke the fourth chapter so i'm gonna go to luke 4 and i'm gonna pick it up at verse one yeah definitely again this is uh another uh isolation this is um the lord um before he starts his ministry uh he separated himself um to get his marching orders and what he needed to do to bring it home this is you know this the anchor leg you know this the ninth inning this the fourth quarter this the two minute drill that the lord is getting and uh he's out here and um we're going to read it, and I'm going to expound on it. When you get it to Luke 4 and verse 1. When you get it, brother, go ahead. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So being, he was go ahead. led by the Spirit into the wilderness and stuff. Uh, go ahead, verse, verse 2. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. So he was 40 days in the wilderness, isolated, fasting to get stronger, to do some work. The work that he had to complete on this mission to save the whole creation. 
to gather his orders. And he coming back, he gonna come back, um, and we gonna skip over to verse 14. When you get it, brother, go ahead and read that. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Mm -hmm. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. So he got the, his orders from that isolation, fasting, locking in more with what his mission was to be completed. And he came back in the power of the Spirit and never went out of fame of him. Because he come back with power to heal and recover the creation. Come back stronger to do the work that he needed to do to complete the mission to recover the creation. Brother uh, Obadiah, you got something to add to that? Uh, Brother Maurice? Yeah, I'm sorry, brother. Um, no, I just I noticed this one as, you know, being one of the most powerful and encouraging examples, you know, of overcoming. I mean, here, you know, we have Jesus who was, was isolated and Satan foolishly tried to tempt him. He overcame it and still came back with even greater power. And I mean, for people, you know, like ourselves who are trying to walk this walk on a daily basis, and trying to, you know, be careful not to fall into the destructive part of isolation. I mean, this is just a great example of even if we do find ourselves in that position after doing a self-check or a self-assessment, there's still a way out of this thing. And that, that way out, you know, is the most high. And, and I know we've been kind of, you know, trying to make point all day, you know, unifying, working together, being with one another, but it all points back to the most high. And I mean, this is just a great example, you know, of overcoming, you know, and this was, this was perfect, brother. Yes, sir. And, um, I just want, I want the, the listeners to pay attention to something. Just because you, just because you isolating yourself and you separating yourself and, and, and you fasting and praying and you trying to get closer to God and you trying to, build up that 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 spiritual man don't think that satan won't show up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what you got to understand because that's when he'll show up yep because satan satan don't want you to get stronger yeah so sometimes we don't understand that at the point where you might feel like you are spiritually on point you you, you strong your mind is right and all of that you better pay attention because that's when satan's showing up mm -hmm. he ain't gonna only show up when you when you at a, at a moment of weakness he gonna show up when you feel like you are at a you you strengthen that's when he gonna show up and he gonna throw something at you so we gotta understand his devices he gonna show up when you praying and fasting he, he he'll show up anytime yeah. but definitely when you're trying to get stronger or when you're doing well satan gonna satan gonna pop up on you and if he'll do it to the master you know he'll do it to us yeah without question yeah. but let's move on brothers let's 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 go to uh the next scripture and uh yeah. brother hissamak you we gonna go to revelations uh one and pick it up at verse nine yeah Revelation one and verse nine, and again, to even add to your point, that's what happened, man. He he, uh, the Lord told Peter's uh, how Satan desired to 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 to, to sift him as wheat, 
but he prayed that his face fell not. Again, man, he was leaving Peter in charge, and he was trying to warn him about how Satan going to try to devour him and wanted to devour him. Um, but again, right here in Revelation, it's the first chapter. Um, this is John, and he is getting the revelation of what's going to happen uh, in the future. That was beyond him, even beyond us. Uh, Revelation, the first chapter and verse nine. Brother, when you get it, go ahead. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in an isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So when we look at that, man, he was separated or he was isolated for a purpose. He wasn't isolated just because he wanted to. He had a purpose that he was out there in isolation. Uh, brother, skip back and go to, uh, and this is the purpose he was there, Revelations, uh, the first one and verse one. Go ahead, brother, and read. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Mm -hmm. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. So that was the purpose that he was isolated. He needed to get this message and God needed to isolate him so he can lock it in. So he can lock in the message, what God was giving. Because this message even is beyond our time. That what's going to happen and what's going to be here hereafter. He had a message that he had to get to these churches. Um, and this is another form of isolation. God needed to separate him to get this task done that he needed to complete the message that we need for salvation. Uh, and to let everybody know what his final plan was going to be for the recovery uh, of his creation. Uh, another great example of a great isolation showing that, hey, you're going to get this, this, this message that you got to get. I need you to be separated from everything because you need to hear it clearly. You need to see it clearly. And uh, truly, man, a great example of uh, isolation. Yes, sir. So we're going to move right along again. We're going to go to Romans 1, and we're going to read verse 1. And Brother Hissamak, uh again, is going to expound on Romans 1 and 1. So I'm at Romans 1 and 1. I'm going to go ahead and read. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. And we have an individual being separated for the gospel of God. We, we got to start to realize that this is sometimes the right pattern that you need to have to start to grow. He had a job. He had to go and recover the Gentiles. Uh, so God needed to separate him and to show him different things that he didn't show other people. Even though it was written in the book, most people then couldn't see it. The people of the time couldn't see it. Uh, but he needed to separate him for the gospel of God, because he was sending him to people who had never heard of the Lord, had never heard of the commandments, had never heard of the feast and all these things. He needed to send them, but he needed to separate them first to show him what he needed to do. Absolutely. And that's that's the pattern we see in, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it's it's the same pattern. Uh, it, it, it's, it's some 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 form of isolation or separation is necessary. 
uh, we're going to go to First Thessalonians 5 and verse 5, and uh, uh, Brother Benaiah is, is going to expound on that. It's funny to me. I thought we was going to get through this podcast without hearing a siren. <laughs> I guess it just, I guess it ain't going to oh, happen. Because yeah, yeah. every, every, every single podcast, I don't care which one it's been, it have been a siren somewhere in the background. You mean to tell me the North Side didn't mess it up for us today? That's <laughs> oh, unbelievable. That oh, is un- that's unbelievable, man. It's it's always a siren in the background. You know, <laughs> you know. This is real. This is real, y'all. This coming from you. We straight. Just we coming straight from the gutter. <laughs> we coming straight from the. We coming straight from the block. Don't you hear them sirens in the background? This is for real, right here. You know. <laughs> But yes, sir, yeah, we're gonna go to Yeah, hey, that's 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 the times we live in. We're gonna go yep. to First Thessalonians five, and I'm gonna pick it up at verse five, and then Brother Benai is gonna expound on it. Uh ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, mm-hmm. let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night but let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet the hope of salvation for god have not i want everybody to pay attention to the fact that it's using these words that in in that show community it's saying let us watch let us not be like they these words that show some sort of company. Go ahead. For God have not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, we should comfort live yourself. together. Like it says, we should live together with him. We're using these words that show plurality. It's not saying that one of us should live together with him or one of few of y'all. It means it's saying we are living together with him. So it's showing that we're supposed to be dealing with each other, not necessarily being isolated. Go ahead. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. So comfort yourselves together together and edify yourselves one another. And it's so interesting how we went through uh, the fact that the Lord didn't want us isolated from the beginning. We went through the fact that isolation could be bad, but we went through the good isolation, which is when you're giving yourselves to the Lord. We also went through the isolation even in a marriage. And we know how the scripture says that the marriage is actually synonymous or actually an allegory to Christ and his church. And it's so interesting how we went from not being isolated to seeing the good isolation, which is giving yourself to God, but then we come right back to the fact that you still supposed to join yourself back to the brothers and the sisters. Mm -hmm. So even when you're giving yourself in isolation to God, you still supposed to join yourself back to the family, back as a community, back in plural, as it's speaking of us, that we should live together with him. So I wanted to just uh, bring this one up because it shows that even after you isolate yourself in a good way, Because you could isolate yourself in a bad way. But even after you isolate yourself in a good way, just like with the marriage, you still supposed to come back to dealing with the Lord and his people. Yes, sir. And we're going to move right along. We got two more scriptures. We're going to go to first Peter, the second chapter. 
and we're going to pick it up at verse 9, and Brother Benaiah is going to expound on this, this scripture as well. First Peter, the second chapter, and I'm going to pick it up at verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praise of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, uh-huh. which, in, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which uh-huh. war against the soul. Having so your it's constantly letting us know that we're supposed to be doing this together. We're a priesthood. We are a people, a community. Go ahead. Uh, skip down to verse 17. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. So after we look and we see that we're supposed to be a people, a community, a nation. Nation is not individual. Nation deals with than one it deals with a family it deals with a people coming together so we're supposed to be a people a priesthood a peculiar people a group and we're supposed to work together in love before the lord and after even after you separate yourself for the good you're not supposed to separate yourself unto the evil even after you separate yourself unto the good you're still supposed to come back and what does it say honor all men love the brotherhood fear god honor the king meaning that you're supposed to bring yourself back into the mix. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And we got one more scripture and uh, we're going to go to Luke six and we're going to pick it up at verse 22. That's an excellent point, brother. You know, it's all about again, being isolated unto the Lord, but being joined to your brother in mm-hmm. one mind. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Luke six. And verse 22, and when you yes, get it, uh, Brother Benaiah, go ahead and read it. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. Go ahead. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is greater, is great in heaven. For in the like manner did they the, did their fathers unto the prophets. And that's good. And we're going to end with this scripture because this this really sums it up. You know you serving God the day that you ain't got to separate yourself from men no more. They going to separate you from their company. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to want you to be around. Mm-hmm. You know you most definitely on the right path. That's why he said, hey, leap for joy. Because you know you, you, know you, 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 in, you in the right space. Because men going to separate you from their own company. You ain't going to even have to do it. And so I want to thank the listeners for uh, joining us here on this episode of the Biblical Resolutions Podcast. Again, this is brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. We dealt with the topic of isolation. I hope uh, you were edified from this. And as always, please uh, tune in with us again. God willing, we'll be bringing you more topics uh, from the scriptures. Peace.